0: And now we're joined by Councillor Joan Griffiths. Good evening, Joan. Good evening, Phyllis. Good evening. Now, Joan, you are the Vice Convener of Finance and Resources on the Council. You're a Labour councillor and you're also the Deputy Provost. So, um, Now, I would not be insulting you, I don't think, by saying that uh, you've seen a few uh, council budgets in your time. Yes,
1: I've seen (laughs) quite a few council budgets um, in the last eight years.
0: Do you think this is um, a diff- Has been a difficult one to set. Do you
1: think? Yeah. What? What? Where have the problems come from? the The main problems are the lack of funding to local councils, and we, we are having to look at our, uh, each of our budgets to see what it is that our, what our priorities are and where we put our funding. So that's the
0: funding that you get from the Scottish government in the local authority settlement, local government settlement. Um, but the, 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 the Scottish government has put out uh, a little bit of a white flag um, saying to you that if you retained your council tax at a certain level, the same level as last year, that, um, you,
1: that they would help you pay for that. Has that helped? Well, they've, they're saying that, but Edinburgh has a... If we freeze the council tax tomorrow and we, we have a gap of 5.2 million. So they're not funding the whole freeze. Um, so that, that is very problematic for us.
0: Do you think there's any chance that they'll be persuaded to meet that gap?
1: Well, we certainly are asking them to do that. And we're um, saying that we want that and we also want that, they, that uplift to be put in the baseline, uh, baseline in the Brock Grant, um, whether we get that, um, who knows, but um, it's, it's a nice sound bite that we're freezing council tax, um, but it actually means a cut to the, the city.
0: What will you be spending the almost a billion pounds in the council's revenue budget? What are you going to spend it on and where are your priorities?
1: The poverty commission is one of our, our report is one of our big priorities, poverty and sustainability. Um, we need to put um, services so that people don't. You know, we lift people out of poverty. Um, we still have children living in poverty in, in Edinburgh in the year twenty one, and that is just not acceptable.
0: The the poverty commission reported that there's um, about is it is it one in one in 20 um, children are in, live in poverty. Is that correct? Is that the correct number?
1: Well, yes. And you know, we've now had 10 months of um, the pandemic um, where people have gone on to furlough, so they've had less wages. People have lost jobs. So that figure is only going to rise unless we put more funding into it.
0: So what are you actually going to spend some money on then? Where are you going to... I think the, Flash
1: the cash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we have to do is that we have to help pe- maximize people's incomes. We have to try and um, lift people out of poverty by increasing their income. Um, that that to me is one of the it's the best way to do it. It makes sure that people have um, that you know they're able to find for themselves that they've got their own income and it's not just like handouts. Um, that can be stopped or changed at any time. but So, maximise people's income to make sure that they're getting everything that they can and to increase their income that's coming to the family home.
0: Do you mean just in terms of benefits? Do you mean making sure that everybody's getting the benefits that they're entitled to? Or how do you, how do you put a pound in somebody's
1: pocket? Benefits are... Obviously, they're a lifeline for families and for for people. Um, but what is more important for for people is to be able to have employment and to be able to, um, you know, have respect from employment and not feeling that they are just taking handouts. Benefits are a, a safety net when people have for. And most occasions do no fault of their own, find that they don't have employment. So they, it really is about making sure that they um, can get employment. The Edinburgh Guarantee, um, we're changing that to that it's for including adults as well, so that we can really look at how we can get people into employment and, and have a decent living wage.
0: Yes, because the Edinburgh Guarantee, that's is supposed to um, help people get uh, get into jobs. Um, a difficult thing at the moment when uh, people are losing their jobs, really. I was wrong, actually. I'm just going to correct myself. The Edinburgh Poverty Commission said that one in five of the children growing up in the capital um, live in poverty. And, of course, that's uh, that's really quite a... Quite a huge statistic, and there's about eighty thousand people in the city um, who who live in poverty, according to their measurement. Now, one of the things that you are, however, thinking of raising is council rents, and despite the Edinburgh Tenants Federation and their deputation where they're asking you, pleading with you really, to keep rents and council tax the same. Um, there is a, a coalition proposal to raise rents by 2%. The, why, why are you doing that?
1: We do, every year we do a survey of our council tenants. And this year, the, the survey came back that actually, I think 95% of those who took part in the survey um, agreed with the increase as long as the the increase went on improving their their properties, improving the estate and and also going towards building new homes. And that is what that increase is doing. Um, We are desperately short of housing in Edinburgh, desperately short of affordable housing, desperately short of social housing. And that is what the increase in council, the increase in rents goes towards our housing revenue account, and it goes to improving the um, existing estate, and actually also about so that we can build new homes.
0: So that might, for example, give some people perhaps new kitchens, new bathrooms, um, something like that, when they're renting uh, yes, council also- homes from Edinburgh.
1: It also helps with the, I mean, one of the other things that we are um, really is a priority to us is, is about sustainability and, and also about climate change and energy. Energy is a huge burden on our, our families. Um, and so we've got a whole programme of uh, wind replacement windows and also looking at the energy of our, of our uh, properties, of our council properties. So all of that comes from that 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 increase in that budget well that would be
0: only a good thing wouldn't it if uh, because with more people spending more time at home i've often thought that people's electricity and gas bills must be must be rocketing really um if they are able indeed to to work at home that's uh, that's it and what about education one of the um one of the um, headlines is that uh, you're proposing to um give some digital devices to more children who go
1: to school in Edinburgh? Well, yes. I mean, one of the things, if nothing else, this this home learning um, that has highlighted is that there are still so many families who the youngsters don't have access to a digital device and they're maybe doing their schoolwork on a a phone. They might be sharing that phone with their mum, with their brothers and sisters. Um, it's, there isn't equality across the city of who has devices. We have some schools who have invested in devices, and other schools who have not been able to do that. And what we are trying to do is to make sure that over a four-year period, that we have thirty-nine thousand devices for school pupils, so that each one of them has a, an individual device for themselves to use. Gosh, that
0: would be that would be really. Quite good, wouldn't it? If everybody, uh, if if there was nobody left behind, I suppose. If uh, and you and Aitken says that a lot, uh, from uh, he he, he uh, has that kind of mantra that nobody should be left behind. Um, and so, one of the other things that you're doing, you're going to um, freeze the charges for school meals, for care at home services, for library reservations. So so there's quite a lot of stuff which will stay the same. Um, but is there anywhere else apart from council housing rent that you are thinking of um, raising any of the charges? Uh,
1: no, not not um, not that it, not in this budget. No, that is that is wow. the only one that we've got at the moment, um, and ho- hopefully that we don't need to do anything else. The yeah um, the bit in terms of the fees and charges. That is a really important one because it's a lot of our lower-income families who it will benefit from that, um, probably more so than they will from the council tax fees. Um, because yeah. the council tax fees tends to benefit those who are in larger properties. Um, and so, therefore, I think that the, the um, fees on uh, fees and charges is a really important one because it will benefit uh, a lot of uh, lower income families and people who really do need it.
0: Yeah that's true and with regard to council staff you are uh, continuing with your policy of no compulsory redundancies um, and but you are still proceeding with um, looking at the way that the council works and uh, perhaps changing some of that in uh, in years to come, or in the year to come, because I guess this is the last year before all of you are uh, perhaps re-elected or not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, um, and yeah. obviously, no compulsory redundancies is is uh, a priority to us. Um, that is something that um, is just not negotiable, in, uh, it certainly in this uh, administration. Um, yeah. we always have to, I mean, all businesses and the council is no different from anywhere else, always have to look at how they work, are they getting best of from their employee, employees? Um, is there any way we can do things better? Um, and so th- we're no different than that. And that's what we will be d- looking at. Um we've got the business plan that is also been um that is out, and through that, you know, we're beginning to look at how can we make the council more effective, more efficient, um, um, without having to lose um, any staff through compulsory redundancies.
0: Great. Well, well, I wish you well in making your speech on this virtual council meeting tomorrow morning. That's Thursday, 18th February at 10am. And uh, I'm sure there will be lots of people uh, tuning in to hear what you've got to say. But for the moment, Councillor Joan Griffiths, Vice Convener of Finance and Resources, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon. And make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners if you'd like to know more about that, then email editor at Reporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website, www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk.